Hi everyone, welcome to my fourth Cheetah Girls podcast. In today's episode, we are going to review and examine the history of the counseling profession. And along the way, I will also highlight important laws and regulations that not only impact professional counselors, but also counselor educators. So why is this topic important? It is important because a professional counselor or counselor educator who is informed about the development and transformation of the counseling profession is likely to have a strong professional identity and subsequently make contributions to the field. So counseling is a relatively new profession. It grew out of the progressive guidance movement of the early 1900s. In its infancy, the emphasis was on prevention and purposefulness, on helping individuals of all ages and stages avoid making bad choices in life while finding meaning, direction, and fulfillment. Three important people in the development of the counseling profession are Frank Parsons, Jesse B. Davis, and Clifford Beers. Frank Parsons, who is often called the founder of Guidance, is best known for the founding of Boston's Vocational Bureau in 1908. This was a major step in the institutionalization of vocational guidance. While at the Bureau, Parsons worked with young people who were in the process of making career decisions. Jesse B. Davis was the first person to set up a systemized guidance program in the public schools. As a superintendent in Grand Rapids, Michigan, he suggested in 1907 that English teachers not only teach English curriculum, but also once a week teach a lesson with the goal of building character and preventing problems. What he and other progressive educators advocated for was not modern counseling in a sense, but absolutely it was a forerunner to our current profession. Jesse B. Davis essentially founded the school guidance program. And lastly, Clifford Beers was a former Yale student who was hospitalized for depression several times during his life. While in the hospital, he found the institutions to be deplorable, and he exposed them in a book called A Mind That Found Itself in 1908, which instantly became a bestseller. Clifford Beers used this book as a platform to advocate for better mental health facilities and reform in the treatment of people with mental illness. In the 1910s and the 1920s, there was growth in the counseling profession, and specifically, it's important to know that we saw the development of psychometrics and also the impact of World War I. The 1930s saw the development of the first counseling theory and a broadening of counseling beyond occupational concerns. 1931 specifically was an important year because it is the first time that we saw the word counseling in the professional literature. There are three major events in the 1940s that radically shaped the practice of counseling. Carl Rogers, World War II, and the government's involvement in counseling after the war.
If one decade, however, in, the, in our history had to be singled out as the most profound on the counseling profession, it would be the 1950s. There were five major events in the 1950s that dramatically changed the history of counseling. First, the establishment of the American Personnel and Guidance Association, APGA. This was the forerunner to ACA. The chartering of the American School Counselor Association, the establishment of 17 different divisions in the American Psychological Association, the passage of the National Defense, the National Defense Education Act, and the introduction of more guidance and counseling theories. The 1950s was a big decade for the counseling profession. In the 1960s, we saw the emergence of the group of the group counseling movement, as well as the establishment of community mental health centers. 1963 is an important year because it is the year that the Community Mental Health Centers Act was passed. In the 1970s, we see our first federal laws and regulations that are important for both professional counselors and counselor educators. In 1972, Title IX was established and Title IX prohibits the sex discrimination, prohibits sex discrimination in any educational program or activity that receives federal funding. And then in 1974, FERPA was established. And FERPA states that schools may not release students' private information without consent and it also states that students must have access to their educational records. In the 1980s, we start to see the development of prof more professional associations and accrediting bodies. In 1981, KCREP was formed and it established standards in training and certification. In 1982, NBCC was established and it um, made counseling a distinct profession. In 1984, APGA changed its name to the American Association for Counseling and Development, AACD. In 1985, Chi Sigma Iota, the Counseling Professions Honor Society, was also established. In the 1990s is when we start to see in the counseling profession um, the rise in publication, um, managed health care, and things like that. But another important federal law and regulation was established in 1990, and that is the Americans with Disabilities Act. The Americans with Disabilities Act is a federal law that prohibits state and local governments, such as public schools, colleges, libraries, 
from discriminating against people with disabilities. Embedded in ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act 1990, are two important subcategories, Section 504 and Title II. Title II is actually what I said previously. It is the law that prohibits state and local governments from discriminating against people with disabilities. And Section 504 is a law that prohibits anyone who receives federal financial assistance from discriminating against people with disabilities. They are basically pretty darn similar um, and they are important to note because they require institutions to ensure that there are accessible facilities, that there is equal access to advanced academic programs, um, equal access to extracurricular activities, athletics, that there's accessible technology, um, cannot deny students um, accommodations, um, and things like that. So again, the Americans with Disabilities Act was founded in 1990 and embedded in that law is Title II and Section 504. Another notable uh, law and regulation in the 1990s is HIPAA. And HIPAA is the national standard that protects sensitive patient health information from being disclosed without the patient's consent or knowledge. And now coming into the more current state of the counseling profession, in 2002, the American Counseling Association celebrated its 50th anniversary. In 2008, we saw another shift in one of our federal laws and regulations. The Americans with Disabilities Act was amended and so the Americans with Disabilities Act Amendments Act was established in 2008. And this particular act emphasizes that the definition of disability should be construed in favor of a broad coverage of individuals to the maximum extent permitted by the terms of the ADA and generally shall, shall not require extensive analysis, meaning if someone says they have a disability, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole to prove it. And so the effect of this change is to make it easier for an individual seeking protection under the ADA to establish that he or she has a disability without the meaning of the ADA. And then finally, in 2010 is when the counseling profession saw the 2020 future of counseling and the counseling community came together and and decided upon a unified definition for counseling so in 2010 29 counseling associations including the american counseling association um, and their divisions came to a consensus around the definition of counseling. And the definition of counseling is, counseling is a professional relationship that empowers diverse individuals, families, and groups to accomplish mental health, wellness, 
education, and career goals. It is important to note uh, that the American School Counselor Association uh, did not join the other professional associations in their consensus of this definition. They, they did not um, sign on to that. But as of now, our consensus, consensus definition is counseling is a professional relationship that empowers diverse individuals, families, and groups to accomplish mental health, wellness, education, and career goals. So with that definition in mind, I thank you for spending time with me today, reviewing and examining our, our brief history of the counseling profession, and I'll look forward to connecting with you in our next podcast. Thanks.